Welcome to our call combo. Today, Esther and Suze are going to reflect on key lessons they have learnt from 2020 and their goals for 2021. We want to wish all our listeners a happy new year and we look forward to more call combos with you. Good afternoon, Esther. <laughs> Good afternoon, Suze. How's your day been so far? Um, well, it's been good, but Suze, this is our first podcast of 2021. It is. Happy New Year. <laughs> Happy New Year to you as well. How how did you celebrate the New Year? Um, I don't think we did anything. We were actually, the two of us and some other people were meant to go hang out at one of our other friends' house. Um, but with COVID and everything happening, we decided to just cancel it. And so I ended up just staying home with my family. We had a super quiet New Year's and um, Ben and I just pumped some old Lynx's eye at 12 midnight. <laughs> and that was it. I think we just went to sleep. What about you? Well, I hung out with a re- really good friend of mine. Um, I got to have dinner with her as well as one of our mutual friends. Um, I don't know whether you can guess who this friend is, Suze, um, but she made a really nice dinner. We had some salad and some really nice roasted <laughs> mushrooms, which was great. Um, and then, yeah, it had some really good chats. And even though it wasn't as big of an event as I wanted it to be, it was a really nice way to hang out with people that I really cared about, Suze. <laughs> um, but yeah. yes... That's to tell you all that Suze and I spent New Year's Eve together. We did, and that was really fun. I'm glad. Like, it was very spontaneous, but it turned out well. Like, it was a good spontaneous hangout with our good friend, Zachary Murphy. Oh, wow. Zach got a shout-out on the pod. Well, hopefully Zach is listening today. Um, Yeah, but back to your question on how my day was. Um, it's It's been really good. So I spent most of December in Melbourne with my family and in early January I took the drive back to Sydney so I've been in Sydney for a little while now Um, Mm -hmm. and today's been just really chill. I think I've been taking the last two weeks to kind of reflect on the year that has been and to Mm -hmm. plan and think about some of my hopes and my goals for the new year. How about you Suze? Great. My day's been pretty good as well. I went back to church um, for the first time in a few weeks. I think it was two weeks. So I missed one week of church because I was away in Melbourne. And then last week I was meant to go back to church, but I had to go get COVID tested because of the cases in Melbourne. And so I ended up queuing seven hours for the COVID test. Oh, wow. Which wasn't, I wouldn't say that was the highlight of my life. (laughs) <laughs> it was not the worst experience either, so that's okay. Um, but I was very glad to be back at church this week. Very nice. Um, is your church meeting in person now, Suze? Um, Yeah, we are. We've been meeting in person for a while now, um, which is really nice to be able to see people and, um, you know, worship together, sing songs together, um, and just fellowship. Yeah. So... Yeah, I hope that um, we'll be able to continue meeting in person. Um, Yeah. Yeah, that's really good. And I 
Hope our church will be able to meet in person again soon. Um, it's still fine to, I think it's still good to do the online services, but I definitely mm. miss pe- seeing people face to face and especially people that I don't see on a weekly basis at my life group and things like that. So looking forward yeah. to when we can start meeting again in person as well. Yeah, that makes sense. I can definitely relate to that. It's hard to uh, ask people out for a one-on-one catch-up when, you know, you're not super good friends or you haven't known them for a really long time. Yeah, exactly. And that's been one of my reflections from 2020, how Mm. making brand new friends over Zoom is actually quite hard. Um, Even keeping up with acquaintances over uh, Messenger or over video call um, is a bit more tricky. And I was trying Mm. to figure out why that was because... I'm like, oh, we're still having conversations. You could still play online games together. You can still have some sort of shared experience. Um, but I feel like face-to-face shared experiences still go a really long way in a friendship. And mm-hmm. I think in 2020, the people that I kept in contact the most were still the people that I had a long history of like shared friendship um, over the last couple of years, people I've kind of done life with in person as opposed to people that I've only kind of gotten to know a little bit more online. Mm. Yeah, that's true. I think I felt that as well. And I think many people did that um, online interactions just doesn't replace face-to-face interactions, which is, I guess, a good reminder for all of us because before that it kind of seemed like the world was heading towards uh, just virtual um, friendships and everything being online. Um, but I think 2020 did teach a lot of us that um, nothing can really replace face-to-face catch-up. Yeah, and even being able to do things together, um, whether it be something small like going to a cafe for coffee or going on a road trip, like all of those things allow for some level of spontaneity that mm. I think can be quite difficult to manufacture in an online environment. And sometimes it's those spontaneous moments that uh, really cement a friendship or really help a friendship to become deeper or even um, helping friends to become more vulnerable and share um, some of the deeper things that are going on in their lives. I find that sometimes can be difficult to do over the phone or over video call. But sometimes when you're face-to-face with someone and, you know, you're having tea on your couch, um, (laughs) that sometimes opens up the opportunity to be more vulnerable and share about things going on in your life rather Mm. than having to schedule a phone call. Yeah. Yeah, that's so true. And as you were talking about that, something else that I just thought about was um, like you don't get to see people in action in like everyday life with things like just how they interact with the person who's serving them at the coffee shop or even like if a cute dog comes by like those are all shared experiences that you have that um, might not be part of the plan but it all kind of goes towards forming the bonds of friendship and like understanding the person's character a little bit more Um, and those are the kind of kinds of things that you miss out on um, when you're just you know sitting in your bedroom yeah, definitely. Um, speaking of spe- sitting in our bedrooms, I think both of us have probably done a lot more of that in the last year than we have before. I mean, especially mm-hmm. since... Did you did you ever have to do a 14-day quarantine? No, I didn't, thankfully. 
Well, I did a 14-day quarantine and I spent many hours of sitting in my room. And, mm, tell um, us about it. <laughs> well, I have to say that by the end of the 14 days, I began to be a little bit better at sitting with my thoughts and not being so scared of being alone in a room with them. And I started to understand my introvert friends a little bit better, <laughs> just just a tiny bit. And um, yeah, I think have an appreciation for the things you can learn when you have a lot of time to be by yourself and that quiet space to be able to process what's going on in your mind. And I think I appreciated that. Um, and it gave me a lot of opportunities to really reflect on areas that I wanted to grow in, um, or even things like reading. Um, Mm. Reading was something that I hadn't prioritized for a long time, but that gave me an opportunity to read and also to start hobbies that I wouldn't have had in the past. So I took that opportunity to learn how to knit a teddy bear. And that's also something that requires a lot of patience and perseverance. And I think patience and perseverance is something that I definitely grew in um, during 2020 and practicing how to deal with uncertainty using those as tools. So learning to be patient in the face of uncertainty and still persevere with the things that I was sure about or persevere knowing that there's a hope in a better future or in things that God had already spoken over my life. Um, Mm. So not all of that came through the 14 days of quarantine, but I think a lot of that came through sitting down and just letting my heart be still and letting my brain slow down to the point where I could actually process what was going on, which doesn't happen a lot for me. So Mm. that was something I'm grateful that I got to learn in 2020. Yeah, that's really cool. And how do you think that kind of like changes your life in terms of does it change your mindset of your everyday life or does it play out in practical ways? What does it look like? Having the ability to be able to process things in my own mind first and to think a little more before speaking or externally processing with people I think that will be helpful in making wiser decisions that are based on things that I prioritize or I value. Um, Because I think in the past, I would turn to people much quicker whenever I had things I was unsure about or stuff that was going on in my mind that I didn't know what to do with. Um, I would call someone up or talk to a friend um, or even a family member And it became very easy for other people's thoughts and opinions and their agendas to influence the way in which I processed and came to conclusions um, about various things. So I think having the ability to sit with uncertainty or sit with uncomfortable topics um, and learn to process it by myself and process it with God first before turning Mm -hmm. to people and bouncing ideas off them would be a really good step in maturity. And it's still something that I'm working on, um, but I think it's a step in the right direction. Yeah. Oh, that's great. I think that's so important as well to be able to, uh, yeah, just go to God as your first point of contact um, when 
not just when something bad happens, but even when you're like thinking about something new or having to make a decision. Um, I think that's really good. And that's pretty similar to one of my um, main reflections of what I learned from 2020 was um, God's faithfulness. Um, like it, obviously there have been ups and downs this year with, um, I mean, last year <laughs> with different things um, like with my car, my car just always causes me trouble. Um, <laughs> That's not here I cause so. I cause my truck car trouble. Um, <laughs> yep. Rest in peace, car. Um, so even little things like having to go back to um, Melbourne um, with the first wave of COVID and not knowing um, whether I'll be able to go back because yeah, the flights just kept getting cancelled. Um, but through all of it, learning to go to God as the first thing rather than kind of just stressing out or trying to sort things out through my own strength or mm. like confiding in the people around me. Um, I think seeing God's faithfulness through every single one of these situations um, has allowed me to, it's like a positive feedback loop. And then so like the next time something tricky happens, I know that I can just go to God straight away because I know that he has it under control. Um yeah, so that's something that I learned um, from 2020. Hmm. And it seems like your understanding of this aspect of God's character has helped you to have some sort of hope looking into the new year. Yeah, I think so. I think like hope and peace go very strongly hand in hand because you know, if you don't have something to hope for, then you can't really have peace in this current situation um, because that's all you can see and you can't really see, like, a light at the end of the tunnel. Mm. And so I think um, having that hope has given me a lot of peace um, with every situation. Um, like, so with my car, it, <laughs> when I drove through some floodwaters and so my car has been written off, but throughout that whole process, I just felt so much peace through it all because, like, even as I was sitting there, like got sent all these different people to kind of just be there to support me. Um, but I also just knew that um, it would all be okay in the end. And I, yeah, I just wasn't panicking, which was, I myself was really surprised about. Mm. Um, but yeah, just having that peace, um, which comes from knowing that it'll all be okay in the end. Looking forward into 2021, what are some of the things that you're feeling a lot of peace about or hope for? Ooh, good question. Um, I think at the moment it's quite hard to know what my future goals are looking like. Um, like even in terms of buying a car, I've been putting that off because I'm like, I don't know if like how long I'm going to be here in the Gold Coast for if I'm going to go. Um, back to Melbourne or move interstate somewhere else or even move overseas and so I'm like I don't know what kind of car to get if I should get like a cheap car to get me through um, for the next few months or if I should invest in a good car um, so not knowing all these things but yet I just feel so much um, peace knowing that it's all right like, I don't have to know and um, like I know that it'll all work out in the end and even if you know I kind of make a mistake or something it's not the end of the world like um life still goes on um god will still look out for me 
So that's, um, I guess, kind of where I'm at with um, with all of those things. Mm. Is there um, something either in work or um, with the things that you do outside of work, like church or your hobbies, that you're looking forward to trying or a new role that you're stepping into? Um, I think something that I'm excited about is um, I've just started on the worship team, the music team in church. Um, so I've only done it once, but it was so much fun. So I was playing the piano and I just enjoyed it so much. I haven't been on the worship team in many, many years and um, being able to come back and um, play the piano and just be able to sing and um, be part of a team that kind of leads people into um, musical worship. Uh, I just found so much joy from doing that and even just um, interacting with the team as well. I love, I love like music rehearsals. I feel like that's something that I've been doing for a good part of my life. Yeah. Um, so even that in itself is just fun. Mm. Um, so that's something that, that I'm looking forward to. Um, yeah. And then in work, I guess I'm definitely feeling more settled this year. So just seeing where this role would kind of take me, how I can um, keep growing as a clinician and um yeah be a better clinician to the um clients that I see I guess Um, yeah I'm looking forward to that yeah that's awesome um and really excited to see where you go especially with the worship team um hopefully you'll be able to play more than once Suze (laughs) yeah I've been I've been rusted on three times but I've had to miss two of them one because my car well, yeah, stopped working and the other one because I had to go get COVID tested. Mm. Um, but hopefully I'll have a better attendance record from now onwards. Yes, everyone pray for Suze and pray for Suze's car. Also, if uh, anyone lives near the Gold Coast or know people who live on the Gold Coast who's giving me a car away for free, hit us uh, up. I would gladly accept. <laughs> Message us on the socials, send us emails. We definitely want to hear from you. I will repay you with cake and other good things. Oh, yes. Your tiramisu cake. Oh, yes, that. <laughs> See? So this is a definite incentive for you to help Suze get a free car. Should we start a hashtag, Suze? <laughs> Sponsor. Sponsor Suze. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, but what about you, Esther? What are some things that you are looking forward to in 2021 or some goals that you have? for the year um yeah something you said before about work and being a better clinician and being able to focus on that now that you're more settled in the gold coast um that's very similar to my line of thinking i think as i reflected on the last two years in 2019 and 2020 i realized that a lot of my focus was on um how to become a more independent adult as I've moved out of home for the first time, mm. getting used to a new city, trying to figure out my friends and support network here in a new city, and also investing time into looking for a church or extracurricular kind of activities or sports. Um, but looking into 2021, I'm, I just have this feeling that I'm a lot more grounded than I was the last two years. Um, I'm no longer, I don't know, I I think it's more of a feeling at this stage, Suze, but Mm -hmm. (laughs) I just, I feel a lot more grounded 
And I think there's a lot more headspace to think about my career and what I want to do with it and being able to just put 110% into my clinical placements, into making the most out of my last two years of medical school, which is pretty scary, Suze. A four-year degree, I'm already 50% through it. Mm -hmm. And um, I, yeah, I don't want to squander any opportunity that I have and I want to be able to study hard. And I think just think a little bit more seriously about where God may take this career and why I've been given the talents that I've been given and the opportunities that I have. Um, so I don't want to squander any of those. Um, I think something else is being a lot more proactive and taking responsibility for not just you know, the, the physical things in my life, but also for my emotions, my thoughts and my actions. Um, and, and simple examples of that could be just not blaming people for things. Um, for example, in, in a medical learning context, if I'm asked mm -hmm. a question and I don't know the answer, the instinctive reflex response for me is, oh, we didn't have a lecture for that, or I wasn't taught that yet, or oh, I came from an undergrad which had a really bad anatomy program, so I don't know anything. And I've come to realize that that blame mentality or even the words that I would use and the thoughts I would think do not help me to become a better student or become mm -hmm. a better doctor. And I realized that the root of it was I wasn't taking responsibility for my own education, for my own thinking, for my own behavior. So that's something I want to work very hard on this year and something God has taught me already a little bit about in 2020. Um, along kind of that line of proactivity, um, I want to be able to live more inten intentionally this year um, I'm going to read out a short line from one of my favorite books at the moment, which is called Essentialism, The Disciplined Pursuit of Less by Greg McCohen. And this was recommended to me by our friend Zach Murphitt, who we've already given one shout out to this podcast. Well, two um, shout outs now. Two shout outs now. So the <laughs> sentence is, we can either make our choices deliberately or allow other people's agendas to control our lives. And... I had read this book at the start of 2020 and already made some very deliberate steps to be able to say no to things more frequently, but I still wasn't very good at that and committed to a lot of things so they, they would look good on my resume. And that resulted in, um, there were still good experiences that I had, but I didn't enjoy the things that I was doing. So I've decided I don't want to do things just for my resume. I want to do things because I really feel passionate about them or really mm. enjoy it or um, catch up and hang out with people that I really enjoy hanging out with or know that God wants me to invest into their lives for the time being. I guess also something I was thinking of, Suze, is how do you mentally prepare for a new year? Um, I normally do sit down and kind of write out all the goals that I have, like different goals, like spiritual, emotional, physical, mental, all the different goals and kind of compartmentalize and see how I can improve in all the different areas of my life. Um, but yeah, I didn't really do that this year. So maybe that's why I didn't feel 
as much of a new start this year. But I was mm. reading this thing um, somewhere where we can often um, overhype the new year, um, whereas it really should be like a everyday thing where you're trying to improve. Um, yeah. And I think we can go to either end of the spectrum where you're like, oh, it's the new year, everything needs to be perfect. And if it's not perfect, I'll just start again next year, like wait 365 days and start again <laughs> next year. Yeah. But or oh, some other people are like, oh, it's just another day. Um, like nothing else, nothing has really changed. Yep. But I think it's kind of good to find a balance in between and, um, you know, be like, oh, it's a good opportunity to just reflect and kind of set some goals for the new year. Yep. Um, and I think that's kind of what I normally try to do. I don't kind of overhype the new year, but I try and take the opportunity to um, see how I can like see what I've learned and how I can be um, improving over the new year as well. Those were some really insightful points there, Suze. And you're totally right. There was a point in my life where I saw every new year as being this thing that you had to start off perfect. And if you didn't start off on the right foot, everything was ruined. Um, mm. And yeah, I feel like a lot of people perhaps looking at 2021, they would have that other mentality of going, oh, all these crazy things are still happening coronavirus is still around it's just a continuation of 2020 why should I bother thinking any differently for the new year um, something that I try to do at the start of the year is write down what I'd like to see in myself by the end of the year so it's kind of like I'm pretending I'm at the end of 2021 and I'm writing down the things that I would have already accomplished or mm. the characteristics in myself that I would have already grown in. So that yeah. kind of looking from that other perspective and not necessarily everything comes true, but I think sometimes when you begin with the end in mind, um, it helps you to realize what your priorities are and perhaps some things that were important to you that you didn't know until you sat down and did that exercise. Um, yeah. So to our listeners, if, you haven't tried any of the things that Susan and I have talked about. Maybe you can give that a go. It's never too late. We're still in the month of January. <laughs> so I just really hope that everyone gets a bit excited as well and that there's stuff in their life that they can um, look forward to or be hopeful about. Um, but if not, we're always here for a chat and would love to listen to your story anyway. Um, yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> yeah cool well thanks for the chat today Suze I'll catch you in the next call combo sounds good see you later thanks for tuning in to this week's call convo we are glad to be back for 2021 and look forward to more fortnightly episodes with you 